Luke's account of Jesus' birth continues. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It seems like every year that I get to this service, the last service on Christmas Eve, I can't help but think about everything that I didn't get done. Anyone else want to admit that they still didn't get everything done, that they thought they were going to get done leading up to Christmas? Maybe it's a gift that you forgot to get, a card that you forgot to send, a decoration that you still haven't pulled out of the attic, a family recipe you didn't get the chance to make. At the top of my list is the Christmas movies that our family hasn't had the time to sit down and watch. And now I know we can still watch them after Christmas, but it's not the same, right? Sitting down and watching a Christmas movie in June, is, is, it's just not, not the same. Uh, there's a reason Hallmark has been able to use the same plot over and over and over again and still have folks like my mom uh, watch every time that one comes on. Hi, Mom. We connect to the idealized storylines. We connect to the music. We connect to the magic. We connect to the wonder. They're familiar, and they usually leave us feeling hopeful. And they're also relatable because they, they involve, they often involve a character or characters who is looking or are looking for something. They're, they're looking for purpose or they're looking to, to solve an issue in their life. And we can identify with that search. Whether it's, it's George Bailey searching for purpose and value in It's a Wonderful Life. Anybody watch that yet this Advent? Whether it's Ebenezer Scrooge examining the past, present, and future. Anybody watch that this season? Whether it's the Grinch finding joy and, and belonging in community as his heart grows three sizes. Whether it's Clark Griswold <laughs> who just wanted to put together the perfect family for his, for his or the perfect Christmas for his family. Whether it's Kevin McAllister, who wanted to be alone and got his wish, but then realized just how much he missed and needed and wanted his family. Or even Buddy the Elf, <laughs> even Buddy the Elf, who sets out on a journey to find his dad to discover his real identity. Something is missing in each one of these characters' lives. And they set out to find exactly what it is. What, what is it? What is it that's missing? Now, our stories might not be quite as far-fetched, but we all have questions 
that we want answered. We all see problems in the world that we would love to see fixed. Christmas reminds us that that longing that we feel, that longing that we feel is a part of what it means to be human. As a church, we've spent time during the last month or so during Advent walking through Charles Wesley's hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Wesley wrote uh, the lyrics to this, this carol in 1744 as he was traveling around England with his, his brother Charles, or um, his, his brother, and they often found themselves in poor and marginalized communities. They, they found themselves around people who wanted things to get better. And he placed the experience of the people that he saw as he made his way around Britain with the experience of the people of the Hebrew Scriptures. As Pastor Darrell said earlier, who anticipated, who were constantly waiting. He placed them next to each other and he said, Wow, these Israelites, they're longing for a, a Savior. They're longing for something better. These people that I see, that I preach to all the time, the people I see, they're looking for something better. This is a shared human experience. The lyrics capture both the anticipation of the coming Messiah born in Bethlehem as well as the longing for his return. So today, we don't have to look any further than what's happening in the region where Jesus was born to be reminded of that longing for things to be better, of that need for a Savior. And if, if we honestly look at our own lives we look at the last year or so of our own lives, I'm sure that we find in our own life that we have that same sort of, ah, that, that need, that longing. That longing is what drove Abraham to listen to God's voice, to leave his home and lay the foundation to bless all people. It's what led Isaiah to speak up in a time of desperation and to prophesy about the coming wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. It's what led Simeon and Anna to wait their entire lives for the Messiah to come and to speak truth about what would soon be coming the day that Joseph and Mary showed up and brought baby Jesus to be presented at the temple. Abraham, Isaiah, Simeon, and Anna, like so many others before Jesus' birth, they knew that something was missing, that there was something more. And today we share that, that same longing. Now, it's not quite exactly the same, but I'm guessing that each of us can point to one or two or three or ten or a hundred things that are not right in the world today. And the answer that God gives to those deepest longings isn't just a, a temporary band-aid or a, or a fleeting emotion, a fleeting feeling. It is an enduring truth. God doesn't leave us to find solutions for those, those deep longings on our, lo on our own. He sent his son to remind us just how much we are loved, to remind us that we aren't on our own. Emmanuel, God with us. So when Luke 
shares Jesus' birth story, he starts with the sort of information that most of us include any time we send out a birth announcement. Right? Birth date. Birth date. During the time Caesar Augustus issued a census to the entire Roman world when Quirinius was governor over Sirius. Birth date. Birthplace. Bethlehem, the town of David, likely in the home of one of Joseph's relatives. The only thing we're missing is what? What else do you get in a a birth announcement? Height and weight. We're we're missing the height and weight. Luke doesn't give us that, that information. And then Luke, he takes a turn. He skips the stories of sleepless nights for mom and dad to the impact the news of the baby had on the rest of the world. An angel of the Lord shows up to shepherds in a field nearby, likely who were young boys who may or may not have been in touch with the social and political realities of the world in which they lived. And they hear, fear not. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Good news, great joy, all people. Six words. Six words, and I would be hard-pressed to find a more succinct summary of what we are celebrating tonight. Good news, great joy, all people. Good news, the angel gives three names for the baby lying in the manger. Savior, Christ, which means anointed one, and Lord. Great joy. It's the same word that Matthew uses to describe what the woman experience when they show up at the empty tomb and then meet Jesus. It's not just a fleeting feeling. It's a change, a joyous change that changes the direction of their lives. Great joy. All people, this good news and great joy is available to anyone who will receive it. They're they're told, the shepherds, they're told to leave the hills and to head into town to look for Jesus. But before they go... The angel who arrived is joined by a heavenly host. Glory to God in the highest. And on the earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace. I'm fairly certain that when most of us think of those deep longings, when we look around the world and we see things that aren't aren't right in the world, peace is probably a part of what we think of. But this peace, this peace, it's not just the absence of war or the absence of the internal conflict we feel when we do or say something that we know that we shouldn't have done or that we shouldn't have said. Jesus' birth brings shalom. Shalom, it means complete well-being. The message the angels wanted to share with the shepherds is the message that we need to hear tonight. The joy of every longing heart can be found in the wholeness, the shalom that God offers. An author and pastor who I turn to fairly often when it comes to to current events in the Holy Land was recently reflecting on how we can celebrate Christmas with all that's happening in the world today, especially with all that's happening in Israel and Palestine today. How can we celebrate Christmas in light of all of this? And he he wrote this this week. Bethlehem lies in the intersection of iconic beauty and a painful reality. 
Christ is not just born in the beautiful places of our lives, as if we live in the idyllic bubble of a snow globe. Christ is also born in the war-torn places of our lives, littered with rubber bullets and tear gas canisters. The birth of Christ is good news, great joy, all people in the really ugly and hard places of our lives and in the good places and wonderful places in our lives. The announcement from the angels, shalom, is the answer to our longing. It's, it's the promise kept by the faithful God who heard the cry of his people and continues to hear our cries and our longings now and today and tonight. The shepherds, they turn to one another and they say, hey, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's, let's get there fast so that we can see what happens and then go and tell other people that we know. Their immediate response is twofold. First, it's a journey to witness the fulfillment of what God had promised. And secondly, it's to share the news with other people. As a church, WPC exists to invite all people to follow Jesus on a journey of faith, friendship, and service. Everything we do, everything we do, from our our weekly worship services to our preschool to our youth group activities to our church softball team, to the time that we gather together as a community outside of church, just for social gatherings, to our Bible studies. Everything we do is to live into that reality of inviting all people to follow Jesus on a journey of faith, friendship, and service. And I think we're in good company. I think we're in good company because that's exactly what the shepherds commit to doing when they, when they hear this announcement about Jesus. I imagine the people that they encountered on the way as they, they left the hills and they headed into town in Bethlehem were, were people who were all in different places. Some grew up, grew up going to synagogue and others didn't. Some were viewed as successful and others were down and out. Some thought that the shepherds were crazy. Some were willing to listen to what they had to say. The experience they shared with the people that they met were of people who were longing for answers, who saw that everything wasn't right in the world. They were longing for shalom. And when they get to the manger, everything that they heard about in the hills, it's true. What they were told they would find, they, they found. So they return glorifying and praising God. They celebrate. Just like we're celebrating tonight and we'll continue to celebrate tomorrow. We're not told if the shepherds had all their answers. I'm guessing they still had plenty of questions, plenty of longings. We're not told if they went back to their jobs as shepherds. But we know they celebrated. We know that they were were changed and that their journey continued. So my hope and prayer for us tonight and tomorrow, as we carry all the longings that we carry, is that each of us would encounter the God who longs for us to draw near to him. Good news, great joy, 
all people. Let's pray. God of hope, God of peace, God of joy, God of love. Thank you for entering our existence, for meeting us in the the place and the places of our deepest longings. Continue to be with us as we celebrate. We pray these things in your name. Amen.